Hi, my name is Chelsea Rogers. I'm director of the Miss District of Columbia USA and Miss District of Columbia Team USA pageants. And I'm here, happy to spend this time with the pageant project. Hello everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project with you and my special guest for today is Miss Chelsea Rogers who is the Director of Miss District of Columbia USA and Teen USA. Chelsea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Adrian. This is such an honor, such a privilege. I'm just grateful you could have me here today. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, now, as we were discussing briefly before we went live on air, um, you are friends with one Vincenza Carrieri Russo, still the best name ever. And you I were know, right? kind of humble bragging a little bit about the class of 2008. So just for the people who don't know, tell us how you know Vincenza and then tell us a little bit more about the class of 2008. So obviously I am personally biased. However, um, Vincenza was my Miss Delaware USA 2008 during my reign as Miss District of Columbia USA 2008. Um, fun fact about competing at Miss USA, you stand in alphabetical order for a lot of your portions of competition and photo shoots and things like that. So she and I became literally the best of friends um, standing next to each other. And it has been just a privilege and an honor to have her not just as like a sister queen, but as a friend. And um, we always brag about our class. Obviously, we're biased because um, our class year, our Miss USA 2008 was our Miss Texas USA, Crystal Stewart, who is now the mm -hmm. president and CEO of the Miss USA and Miss Teen USA organizations. So not to say that the Miss USA class of 2008 does great things, but um, I think I you're kind starting of really? to see a trend here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really are. Um, and I even, um, one of our good sisters as well, Brittany Mason, who was uh, our Miss Indiana USA 2008, is the director for the Miss Ireland Universe organization. So uh, I think the class of 2008 for Miss USA is definitely keeping it all in the family. Can you pinpoint any reason why your, your year, your class of 2008, um, at least a few of you came back to directorship roles because i've been saying what we really need is for girls who've actually competed to come back and take up directorship because you guys who've competed as you have know better than anyone else what pageantry is about and what it needs so was there any particular reason that the class of 2008 is coming back for directorship you know one thing i can definitely say about our class is we were a close class um there's so many brilliant and beautiful young women who go to Miss USA every year. 51 is not a large number, but the scale of women who have the opportunity to step on that national stage and compete each and every year, to me, honestly, just gets better and better. And for every young lady who gets to touch that stage, and especially for a lot of the young ladies in our class, the Miss USA 2008 class, for us, it was a matter of seeing and appreciating all that each and every one of us had to offer. Um, I tell this whenever I'm coaching young ladies, I tell this to young ladies if I've ever judged and they ask for feedback and things like that. Only one person can win a pageant, right? Mm. But out of that one person who wins, what is everyone else leaving with? And for us, and I can only speak for my class, I'm obviously biased, but for us, we left with lifelong friendships, we left with relationships, we left with um, the kind of bonds and sisterhood that would have you be your fellow state title holders like 
child's godmom. You know, um, mm. it's interesting, Vincenza. It's actually a group of us that are super, super close. I have to shout out my Miss New Jersey USA 2008. Um, she is so amazing. Our Maryland USA 2008. There's a group of us that like, where are we? Jeez, I don't even know how long it's been. Maybe 15, 14 years, 2008, 22, 14 years. Bit, yeah. We still keep in touch. I mean, if you're in town, call me. If you're coming this way or I'm going that way, I'll text you. That's the kind of relationship that we built because I feel like we went into that pageant wanting everything out of it that we could possibly get. And I mm. never felt like I was at a loss because of that. That's just the beauty of the girls I competed with, the the women that they were, the everything that they had to offer and the experience itself. That's honestly why I'm back here in this role now. Um, I mean, I've interviewed a lot of pageant girls and we often talk about the most valuable thing that you could take from it is the friendships, the relationships that you make, the networks that you make, right? You've had, as you mentioned, about 14 years since you competed. How has it been having that network? Because you've actually had lived experience having that network for 14 years. How has that friendship with people such as Vincenza matured, changed over, over that time period? You know, one thing that I know is as you get older, unfortunately, your schedules change and you get busier. Um, a lot of us, when we were competing in our, our younger years, we were just in the starting phases of our careers. Some of us still trying to figure out where it is that we want to go with our careers, what we want to do. Um, I was a third year law student trying to finish my last three weeks of law school during the two and a half weeks we were actually at Miss USA. So it is, that part is such a growth process. And we know that things happen. People have gotten married, have children, moved away, but that doesn't have to change the extent of your relationship. And for us, like we may not keep in touch as much, but if you build a good solid bond, that bond lasts through anything. One thing I can mm. honestly tell you is um, when I took this step towards trying to become the new District of Columbia, USA and Teen USA director, the very first person I reached out to was Vincenza. Uh, she is the Delaware USA director. And I said to her, I said, first of all, I'm so excited for this opportunity and I'm terrified. And the first thing she said to me was, you are perfect for this. Absolutely perfect. Let me know what you need. So the fact that I may not have talked to her as frequently post, I like to say, post-COVID than pre-COVID didn't change yeah. the extent of our relationship because the foundation of our relationship was strong and really, really rooted in getting to know each other for who we were outside of our crowns and our sashes and then following that path. Um, Tiffany Andrades, my New Jersey, uh, DeCarlo actually is her married name, has the most handsome four baby boys and her and her husband are still in New Jersey. Her husband was her boyfriend when we competed. We met him then. We grilled him then. Post-marriage and four kids later, he's our brother-in-law. You know, he's family to us. And I am sad to say that I haven't had the opportunity to even check in on her and the boys as much as I would like to, but she's never mm. not in my mind. So while time, space may may pull us apart and our relationships may not be as strong, it doesn't cancel them out when they're built on something solid. Is a catch-up on the cards then at the actual Miss USA pageant? Oh, and uh, how noisy goodness. and raucous is that catch-up going to be? You guys don't even want to hear this many pageant girls in the room together. It's going to start with screams and shrill yeah. and the flashbacks are going to be amazing i can't wait i really can't wait i've i've seen i i've been at situations like that and just heard the screams and you know the running to each other in heels and all their hairs done up so i have some idea as to what it's like <laughs> but i think you guys because you're not actually competing anymore there'll be no boundaries you just full-on go for it and be like sisters catching up 
I absolutely loved, loved past sense, the joy of being a contestant in pageants, but being a former <laughs> is, or here in <laughs> DC, we call each other forever. We're forever queens. You're never a former, you're a forever queen. But being a forever queen and the pressure and the spotlights off of you, it's amazing. It really is. You can just relax, enjoy yourselves, be yourself. Oh, it's just, it's great. I can't wait. I really can't wait. Sounds like all the all the perks with none of the uh, none of the pressure. It sounds like the dream job. It is. It is. Well, like, wait, let me back up because the the forever part is the dream job. The directorship brings with it some work. <laughs> I'll let's tell you uh, that. Let, let's get into that. So your your former contestant, obviously, okay. um, trace for us, if you will, the journey of going from contestant to now being a first time director. You know, um, I will tell you what one of our former DCUSA directors said to me, um, Carla Crawford. Her daughter, Cammie Crawford, won Miss Teen USA. Um, I'm going to mess up Cammie's year, so I won't even guess. I think it's like 2011, maybe. But she um, she actually ran the DC USA and DC Teen USA pageants for about five years. And Carla said, <laughs> it literally was the real world tagline. You think you know, but you have no idea. <laughs> and from a contestant standpoint, right, you... You see the organization doing things to make sure that you can have the most positive and engaging and, and wonderful and glamorous experience you could possibly hope for on stage and backstage um, mm. while you're getting ready, right? You see the attention to detail. You see the concern. You see the love on the outgoing title holders. You see the excitement and the energy for the new title holders. Becoming a, a forever queen, you are in this phase of wondering, you know, what's my next step? Did I accomplish everything I really set out to during this year of my reign? If I could go back, was there anything that I left unturned that I wish I had been able mm. to do? Is there any message that I, I want to leave on my way out? In a director position, my goodness, it is literally full circle because I look at this from the standpoint of if a parent of a teen or even a young woman steps into a room to hear information about our pageant with the slightest bit of interest, my job is to give her the best possible experience she could have the entire way through. You know, um, unfortunately, uh, we all saw what happened to our forever Miss USA, Chesley Chris, um, who was one of the most accomplished and amazing and brilliant and talented and beautiful women to ever cross the Miss USA stage. And to know someone like that with a smile that could light up a room that could even light up an internet just in an interview a mm -hmm. conversation an article to know that someone like that that in the spotlight looks like everything is so perfect was hurting so badly behind cameras and lights and social media and relationships even to the fact that her closest of friends and family couldn't feel that coming that's my worry like as in a director a director position i feel like a parent and yeah. i want to make sure that i'm giving these girls everything that they need and everything that they want from this experience but i also have to make sure that i'm doing everything i can in my role to make sure they're protected and and honest and able to express themselves and communicate their feelings and getting the support that they feel like they need um mm. that is a much much harder role than being in front of the camera uh for me for me it's a much harder role than being in front of the camera as the title holder or even the outgoing title holder but um 
like I told you earlier today, like I got so much from my experience in both of those roles that it's hard, but it's so worth it to me. It really is. It really is. If I know that I can intervene between someone feeling like they're less than enough because of what they see on a blog or social media or what they feel that is expected of them. And I can just sew into them positively from my position as this director. Mm. That's more than enough for me. If there is a prospective contestant watching or just a young lady watching or the parent of a young lady watching and they're curious to know why they should enter the pageant, as in what what benefits would they get um, from entering? As a director and obviously as a former contestant yourself, what would you say are the main benefits or the main reasons that a young woman should enter pageantry in, in today's day and age? The biggest thing I always come up against is are pageants still relevant in this day and age? And I promise you, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, granddad, <laughs> um, college student, entrepreneur, whoever you are out there, the answer is yes. Because the beauty of pageantry is that it evolves just like the rest of the world does. You know, when pageants begin as a swimwear competition in Atlantic City, New Jersey, the goals were different then. I know a lot of times when people think of the term beauty pageant, they mm. think of just a pretty face. And I can tell you, young ladies young women young girls who come across these pageant stages their pretty face is literally the least they have to offer these are our future doctors our future lawyers our entrepreneurs our um, tech startup founders these are people that you have no idea what it is that they may work on but the confidence to carry themselves across the stage in front of a room full of strangers and whatever phase of competition you put in front of them lets you know that these women don't crack under pressure. And that to me is what I see when I think about if pageantry is still relevant today. That's the benefit. You, you learn to be flexible. You also learn to be confident. Um, I'll tell you guys, my dad was horrified sitting in the audience at my first pageant when swimsuit happened because he's like, I didn't know. No, my daughter's about to come out stage on stage in a two piece. No, no. Dad, awkward. By the end of the pageant, my dad saw so much in all of us that he said, he literally became a pageant dad. He said, what do we need to do to win? What do we need? Do we need to do we need to work on this? Do we need to work on this? And I was like, Dad, where did this come from? And he was like, No, no. I watched the whole thing and I know you can win this. But it's that kind of zest behind it because people really see these young ladies who are competing, they're building networking skills, they're building communication skills. Um, our young ladies are working on their elevator pitches. They're able to tell someone who they oh, are. Wow what they yep. stand for and what they have to offer in under 30 seconds. That's one thing that we really, really strive here for DC USA and DC Team USA. These women are able to speak well about causes and community issues that are important to them. They're bringing awareness to these things. They now have a platform mm. that they wouldn't have if it wasn't for these pageants. So the concept of a beauty pageant seems outdated but I promise you the young girls and the young women who come across these stages are leaving with so many life skills that will take them so much further than you could possibly imagine just from this experience. You mentioned um, a couple of the occupations that various pageant girls have had. I mean, you yourself are an attorney. I know um, a couple, uh, Trisha and Kathy, who are the founders of the Queenly app. Um, they're a tech startup, Silicon yeah. Valley. Uh, they've been doctors, they've been astronauts. So just to, so that it's not just words, can you give people an insight into what your daily life is like outside of pageantry? Because <laughs> oh. I, I think it's important for people to realize yeah. you've taken the skills that you learned yeah. 
through pageantry and other things as well. But you've used those to create an amazing life as well. And I think it's really important to shine a light on that. So just give us an insight into what your life is like outside of pageantry. Oh, my day today is um, pretty busy. But, um, I manage. And I think one of the biggest things I learned from pageantry was time management. Um, so I am an appellate litigation attorney with uh, the federal government. So that is my full-time job. And uh, that that's an eight to 10 to 11 hour job. So that's my main Monday through Friday. Um, I often tell parents and, and contestants, I'm like, look, if you need something and you've called me and I haven't gotten back to you in a day or two, it does not offend me to call me back, text me back, shoot me a reminder email because I'm literally running around and doing about 12 things at the same time. Um, outside of that, like I'm very active in my community. I moved to the District of Columbia for law school and I've been here ever since for about 17 years. I own my own here in Northeast Washington, DC. Like I'm originally a Georgia girl and a military brat, but this is my home. I think my parents have accepted it by now. So I'm actively involved in several organizations here, the Junior League of Washington, which is a huge volunteerism organization for women here. We meet regularly and I work with our uh, public relations and digital media committee, which is a task in itself. Um, I also served as like a pro bono general counsel for the National Black Law Students Association, which um, is a huge organization throughout the United States and now internationally as well as there are several chapters overseas. And these things are all time commitments. Um, but I promise you <laughs> at the end of the day with a good calendar and if and, and some good caffeine, if caffeine's your thing, whether it's tea <laughs> or coffee, you, you can make it happen, you know. Um, and um, before I was a, a third year law student getting ready to graduate when I competed. And for me, the ability to graduate law school, especially as a first generation college student uh, and, and, you know, first one in my family to even get to grad school because I'm the first one to get to college, like that kind of experience wow. required time management competing during yeah. all of that. And so those are skills that have followed me my entire life. Um, I often, in this role, just as a director on top of my other jobs and volunteer organizations, I am now a social media manager. I am a talent manager. I yeah. am uh, an accountant. I am uh, the the business and legal affairs director, making sure that our yeah. contracts are together and everything that my young ladies need both prospective contestants, current contestants, and our title holders that they need that they have. I am brokering deals and negotiating sponsorships and trying to get everything that our future title holders need in preparation for their experience at the national pageant. So I've added on just about another 22 jobs <laughs> to the, the, the several I already had. Um, you are, uh, if you like to stay busy, the directorship role is definitely the way to go. I would hate to see your LinkedIn. I'd hate to see your LinkedIn feed. Just a list of jobs would be scrolling, scrolling, still scrolling, <laughs> scrolling, scrolling. Um, I, I have to ask because you're the director, um, first time director, but you're still the director. Girls, prospective contestants are obviously going to know what is it that you're looking for. Now, obviously, you pick your judges and it's down to the judges. But I think it's always a very interesting insight to know what it is the director is looking for in their in a prospective title holder, but doubly so because you've competed before. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, who is it that you are looking for? Oh yeah, this is an easy question for us. First of all, still biased because you know we have four Miss USA's. We're we're trying mm -hmm. to catch up with the other states that have five and six, but we're looking for that young woman who knows who she is. We don't want to make you our title holder. 
when you walk in that room, you know who you are, you know what you stand for, you know what you believe in, and you know what it is that you want to do with this year of your reign. That's who we're looking for. You aren't competing against any other young lady next to you. Your only competition is you against your best self. Uh, it, it sounds so cliche to say that when you think about the phases of competition, but I'm telling you, the young lady who knows who she is, what she has to offer, why she's the best person for this job, mm. and can communicate that well, that's what we're looking for. You know, no, I always say this, no one wins a pageant like by winning a phase of one phase of competition outright. Yeah. What you yeah. win is the opportunity to make these judges personally connect to you and see why you should be the next role model for our state, why you should be the next person who has this platform to communicate what's important, why you're the person that we want to send out, especially here in the District of Columbia, where we're still fighting for statehood amongst other things, but you're the person that we want to send out as our representative to let them know what we're about, what we believe in, what we support, and what we encourage. So if you really want to step on any stage, not just our stage, but any stage and, and be the best possible contestant you can be, know who you are, be able to communicate that well, and be able to tell each one of your judges what it is about you and who you are that makes you perfect for this job. Because it is a job, I will not lie to you. Um, it is time consuming as a title holder amongst like all the glitz and the glam and the experience and the wonderful appearances. Our current title holder, Sasha Perea, our Miss District of Columbia USA 2021 has learned that she has had a busy year. Unfortunately, um, she had COVID earlier this year while prepping for Miss USA wow. and also working on her tech startup that got funded. So wow. that's a lot to deal with. In one yep. sitting, right? Like, but a woman who knows herself, that's confident in herself and knows who had, like, what it is that she has to offer, that woman won't stumble. And if she does, she'll pick herself up, she'll clap, and she'll keep moving. That's mm. what it is that we're looking for. It's not to say that you aren't learning or growing, but mm. I think the biggest thing that contestants miss is that they believe judges and, and and directors and pageants want to mold you into someone that we want you to be. And that's honestly not what we're looking for. We want you to tell us who you are. And the woman that's most comfortable in her skin will just shine amongst the rest of them. You've seen that recently in our current Miss USA and our current Miss mm. Teen USA. These are both two amazing young ladies who stepped on that stage and knew what they had to offer before a crown was put on their head. Can we just dig into the knowing who you are a little bit more? Because one of the pieces of advice that's thrown around pageantry an awful lot is to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've always said that's 50% of the puzzle. The puzzle, the part that comes first is to actually know yourself because yeah. you can't be yourself until you know yourself. Having said that, I know a lot of 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds who have no idea who they are. And I've met some 15 year olds who have a very strong sense of who they are. <laughs> what, what do you think it is that leads to that degree of self-awareness? Is it trying a lot of different things? Is it going through difficulties, hardships? Is it just luck of the draw? You're born and you go, I know what exactly what I want to be when I grow up. Just from your perspective, I'd be very curious. What are some tips to actually get to know yourself, get to know who you are? I think it's all of the above. And I say that because no person's path is the same, right? Mm. Um, like you just said, some people do find it out earlier than others. Some learn it later in life. Some have to make mistakes to be able to, to discover really where it is that, that they're going or who they are or what it is mm. that they are they want to accomplish. Um, but I really do think for each and every person, the path is different. So I can't tell you one way to discover yourself, but what I can tell you, even at a young age, 
Um, for me, I was very, very fortunate um, to have parents that literally let me try just about everything I wanted. Yep. I want, if I wanted to try academic team, math team, Odyssey of the Mind, Key Club, Girl Scouts, uh, I think we, I was in 4-H, uh, all kinds of random organizations and activities Whatever it was, I twirled baton for maybe like three or four months. I, whatever it was, I kid you not, shout out to the making sparklers, but whatever it was that I wanted to try. And, I, and for my parents, my dad worked at night. Um, so his schedule was very, very difficult to work around. I think he, he went to work, if I remember correctly, like my dad would leave and go to work at 11 p.m. at night. And that was during the week. His off days were like during the week. And my mom would shuttle my brother and me to school, to activities. And then she worked on the Air Force Base. So she had to be at work very early in the morning. But the one thing that I always tell people that for me was so valuable, I, I played the piano, I played the violin, I played the saxophone, whatever it was I wanted to try, my parents said, okay. And it was never the pressure to continue something I didn't enjoy. Mm -hmm. And it was never pressure to try something I wasn't interested in. And I think that's so important because that level of exploration that they allowed me from six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten 10 years old really helped me as I went along to figure out where I wanted to be. When I was a kid, I actually wanted to be an anesthesiologist. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I did. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted, first of all, anesthesiologist was the biggest word I knew. <laughs> I knew how to spell. <laughs> so I was like, that, that's the job yeah. I want. Right. My parents literally let me try and figure it out. And if I said to them, I didn't like it, it wasn't okay, you're done. It was why. I had to give a mm. reason. And as long as I could communicate yeah. a reason, they let me. Um, I, I started with the piano. I didn't like it. I went to the violin. I liked it, but I was more interested in the alto saxophone. And I ended up playing alto sax for nine years. All because my parents were like, okay, look, now we're tired of written instruments, but if you're gonna, you know, if yeah. you're gonna do it, do it well. So at this point, that path doesn't have an endpoint. So if you're learning things still at 20, 21, 25, 30, mm. 35, 40, 45. This directorship role for me is completely brand new. And, and honestly, in my spirit, it feels like it's against everything I do in my traditional role as a lawyer, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's way more creative and a lot mm -hmm. less lenient. But something that interests me and helps me to grow. I see the ways that I'm able to get across the things and the people that I want to inspire, the messages I want to deliver in this role. So for anybody out there who doesn't know themselves yet or are trying to figure out how to learn themselves, this is how you do it. Experiment. Mm. See what you like about it. Journal about it. If you have an experience and you didn't enjoy it, why? Um, a lot of times I, I had a pageant coaching company for about 11 years. And what I would always tell a girl who didn't win their pageant, which was really, really difficult because immediately afterwards you are upset, you're sad, you're disappointed, your contestants yeah. are excited, they, they have this energy where they're like, I liked it, I wanna come back. But whoever it was, I would tell them, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow while you're still processing everything that happened, but within the next week or two, Take an hour, sit down with a journal and write out everything that you felt like you did really well in this experience and everything if you had the chance to go back knowing what you know now that you would do different. Because mm. girls will leave a pageant and they will say, you know, I, I don't understand why I didn't win. I put my best self forward. I really felt like this was it for me. Whatever it is that internally they're feeling in that moment of emotion a week from now or two weeks from now or a month from now or two weeks, two months from now, a young lady will reflect back on her experience, see the value in it and say, you know what? No, I think I can come and I can bring better. And if you take yeah. the time to really sit down and journal things like that, not just in pageantry, 
but in life with experiences, with things that you've tried and you didn't like, with places you visited and you didn't like, foods mm. you've tried, whatever it mm. is that's new to you that you're like, maybe, you'll start to find that it's easier to discover, understand, and consistently tell people who you are and what it is that you're about with that kind of path. It really helps a lot to me. Um, and I, I'm, I'm grateful to say that I've had a lot of, of contestants I've coached who've come back later and been like, you're right. I, I wasn't gonna come back, but I'm glad I did take these notes at the time that I did. Chelsea, what's your vision? I know this is um, this is your first year, but do you have a vision for where you'd like to take your state's pageant? I can tell you this, the, the District of Columbia USA pageant um, has changed hands a couple of times in the last few years. And what I really, really want people to know about Miss District of Columbia USA and Miss District of Columbia Teen USA, mm -hmm. we're here to stay. And we are here in our community, doing the work, being visible, happy to help, here for whatever way that you need us to be and as whatever kind of resource you need us to be. Um, honestly, right now, I feel like our country as a whole is just in a healing process. And the District yes. of Columbia always has eyes on us because of this, always. Um, we won't recount anything that's happened in the last couple years or so, but let's just say it's been festive here within city limits to say the least, right? Yeah. But one thing I think that is valuable for native Washingtonians, um, transient Washingtonians, maybe students who are coming here for college or grad school, people who are coming here to intern on the Hill, even just high school or middle school students who are coming to the city to visit, is to see that constant reassuring force in the community that's here always helping and willing to build it up. And that's honestly mm. what our, our organization is. Yes, we have the glitz. Yes, we have the glam. But our young ladies are so much more than that. Um, our current Miss District of Columbia Teen USA, Hannah Gilliard, uh, we are so just incredibly overjoyed and proud of her. She was first runner up to Miss Teen USA. And mm. this girl is amazing. She is brilliant. She is beautiful. She is an athlete. She is a dancer. Like her list of accolades at 17 years old are so long that I literally look at her and as she's looking, she's a senior in high school and she's looking at colleges. And to her, I was like, you can literally go wherever you want. Yeah, yeah. Easily, just knowing you, knowing your personality, knowing what you have to offer, you're the prize. And that really is what our young ladies are here in this organization. And that's what we want our community to see about us. You know, we aren't just here for a year. Uh, one of the things that mm. brought me back to this role 13, 14 years later is the fact that this pageant really is a sisterhood. You know, I'm here and I can tell you that I still talk to Miss District of Columbia USA and Miss District of Columbia Teen USA title holders from 2000, 2001, all the way up to our past, maybe what, 15, 16 queens. Um, the, mm -hmm. My judge in another pageant system was Miss District of Columbia USA, 1994, Angela McGlowan who pulled me aside after I got first runner up in that pageant and was like, you need to compete in Miss District of Columbia USA. Mm. That doesn't happen everywhere, but I can definitely tell you firsthand from personal experience that happens here in the District of Columbia. That's the kind of organization we are. Those are the kind of women who come through our doors. And those are the kind of title holders that stay on to give back to the girls that are coming up next. It really is a full circle moment for all of us. It, mm. it honestly is. It is, it's a privilege, it's a pleasure, and it's rewarding in itself. Well, it sounds like it's in good hands, That that's for sure. Oh, uh, Chelsea, for 
I mean, here's a big question. So if there's someone who wants to enter, where should they go to find out more or to enter? So that's absolutely easy. All these ladies have to do is go right to your web browser to MissDCUSA.com. You can find out all of the information you need on the Miss District of Columbia USA pageant and the Miss District of Columbia Teen USA pageant, our current title holders, our sponsors, all of the information and FAQs. If you're interested in competing, whatever it is that you may want to know, we have our contact information there as well. If you have questions, even if you'd like to have our young ladies come speak or appear at an event, their information's on our website as well. Please contact us. We love to hear from you. Our title holders love to get out into the community. And young ladies, we are currently in our search for our 2022 ones. And if you even hear this and for a smidgen of a second think I could do that, we're talking to you. Um, what is it they say? If you're looking for a sign, this is it. So if you're mm -hmm. looking for a sign, <laughs> this is it, ladies. We want you. Please go to our website, MissMissDCUSA.com. Sign up today. Like, tell us about yourselves. And then just come experience for yourself firsthand what it's like to be a part of this family. Because our contestants will tell you, our former contestants, it's not just about our title holders here. It is about our contestants as well. That's one of the things that... I really do believe sets the District of Columbia apart from a lot of the other areas. You know, we want to make sure that we're sewing into everyone who comes across this stage. And it's not mm. just the line. You're hearing this from me personally, who walked across this stage over a decade ago. So please check out our website. You can also find us on Instagram. Our title holders are at Miss DC USA and Miss DC Teen USA. Our production company that produces the pageant is at, on Instagram at brains.and.beauties. And both of those are plural. Um, brains, B-R-A-I-N-S mm -hmm. dot and, A-N-D dot beauties, B-E-A-U-T-I-E-S. Come on over, brainy girls, and let us know that you're interested in this. But you can find out more information from us in any of those outlets, and we'd love to hear from you. And if I'm reading it correctly, the pageant is scheduled for June the 3rd. So a little yes. over two months away. So we still have applications open for another month. If you ladies are interested, come out, come out wherever you are. If you need a sign, <laughs> if you need a nudge, this is me. Giving you a slight little nudge. Whatever it is that you think, if you're questioning it, if you're wondering, if you want this experience and you just need a little bit of encouragement, please hear these words. Let me encourage you, come out, join us, see what it is that we have to offer. Um, we just concluded our last few open calls. However, we do have a staff, which we're grateful to have a couple of former Miss DC USA's and Miss DC Teen USA's on, and someone from our staff will happily reach out to you and talk to you about what it is that you hope to gain from this experience and how we can help you mm. along the way. We're happy that's to help perfect. you with that. Yeah. Perfect. And that's a, that's a lovely shot. Um, oh, I lovely know. Crown. Our girls, our girls are so shot. gorgeous. And I'm when I tell you that their beauty is literally on the lowest on the totem pole that they have to offer, mm. I'm not exaggerating. These girls are absolutely amazing. They really are. I, I have to say, after interviewing hundreds of pageant girls, that that was something that you'd always, I mean, the, the beauty is obviously the first mm -hmm. thing that hits you because you're normally looking mm -hmm. at a photo. But then when you get to speak to them, it's just the minute you they open their mouths, it's like the beauty part is the least interesting part mm -hmm. of who this person is. Once you get yeah. to know them, their hopes, their aspirations, not to mention the hard work. I mean, yeah. People think it's all glitz and glamour, and then you hear about the, the legitimate hard work, getting out into the community, doing yeah. that, and you're like, wow, okay, this is um, there's graft required. Yeah. DC is really, really fortunate to have two back-to-back -back Miss USAs, Kyra McCullough, 2017, who's a nuclear regulatory scientist. 
She's literally a nuclear oh, scientist. Like, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Uh, our prior Miss USA 2016, Deshaun Barber, a captain in the army. So like when we tell you guys that the beauty is the least that these young ladies have to offer, we're not kidding. These are the things that these young women are, are coming to the stage with. They have experience, they have knowledge, they have wisdom, they have foundations, they have organizations and community initiatives and so much to offer. That is the beauty of pageantry. Like it's, mm. it, it no longer is a one trick pony, I promise. Like just to hear these girls talk about what it is that inspires them, motivates them, drives them. We may not have the same careers, but you do see that same desire to have an impact on others. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned a couple of title holders there. Deshauna Barber is is very memorable in my mind because there's a, a clip of hers. She's delivering a speech and it went viral on the internet. It's one of the best speeches I've heard anyone give. I don't exactly remember. She said, I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of, please don't be terrified of failure, but be terrified of regret. And I mm -hmm. thought those were extremely, extremely wise words for anyone, um, man mm -hmm. or woman, um, pageant or outside pageant. That's, um, that's quite a list of uh, title holders. So class of 2008 and an impressive CV of title holders. That's a, that's a high bar, but um, that, that sounds magnificent. So um, if you're looking to enter, then it's MissDCUSA.com and the pageant's coming up in two months. How are you feeling just quickly, given that the big day for you is uh, it's a, it's a <laughs> debut of a different kind? How are the nerves? Nerves of steel, Miss Attorney, Miss Caffeine, all good? I am excited <laughs> and I am terrified <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I think that's the right uh, way it, to be. Yeah, it, it is a lot of work, but I, I, if you can put on a two-piece bikini mm -hmm. and walk on stage on primetime television in front of your law school classmates, your law school professors, Ooh. your dean, Ouch. your parents, <laughs> your parents' friends, your ex-boyfriends, uh, who, whoever's out there in the world watching. My motto is literally, <laughs> if you can do that, <laughs> you can do anything. God, I think out of all those people you mentioned, the hardest one for me would be parents. I, I, I yeah. don't think I could do that. Yeah, yeah. in a two-piece bikini. Yeah. If you can do that in front of a room full of strangers and all of America in their living room, you yep. can do anything. No sweat. Wow. All right. Um, Chelsea, I always like to wrap up the interview with the same 10 questions. They are just random questions. So we'll go through these quickly. Whatever comes into your mind is great. So final 10, question one, what is your favorite word? Eek. <laughs> I don't even know if it's eek. an actual word. Eek, it's E-E-K, because it's usually my facial expression. And it, it goes across careers, questions, problems, and issues. Whatever it is, I'm like, let me think about that and get back to you. So that's my first. Ladies who are listening now, pageant contestants, if you need time to take a second and find an answer, don't say the word eek, but just take a second and say, such a great question. I didn't think about that. Meanwhile, I'm internally thinking. <laughs> I am going to be mad about that one. I'm not sure if I had an attorney that I'd want. I, I'd want that facial expression on my attorney's face. It wouldn't fill me with confidence. No, no, no. But that's just that is that's what happens first. Then you compose yourself and you continue on. There you go. There you go. All right. So that is what's your favorite word? Question two. What is your least favorite word? No. My least favorite word is no, um, for two different reasons. As I get older, I'm learning more and more to say no when I need to say no, because I, mm -hmm. I'm such a giver that I 
if I have the chance to help someone else, I want to take that opportunity. Um, what I am learning, remember guys, we're learning about who we are and being comfortable in that. I'm learning that sometimes I have to say no for me or for other things that I might be working on just for you know time's mm. sake and things like that. So it's both hard for me to say no and, and to hear no. In this particular yeah. role, when you're um, in 10 different jobs and one in this particular role, no one wants to hear no. You know, contestants don't want to hear no when they're on that stage competing. So mm. keep pushing. When I think of the word no, I think of, okay, maybe not now, maybe later, mm. maybe, you know, like maybe come back around, have this discussion. And that's why like no is a tough word, but you don't have to take it as an end all be all. Absolutely. Question three, in life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? Hmm. I like to try new things. New things excite me. I don't have to love the new thing, but just the experience of something different, like really like energizes me and makes me want to explore more. That is, that gets me going. Um, I'll tell you guys like the last, what this past month, I actually have never raved in my life, never gone to a rave. And that was a brand new experience for me. And it was incredible. I love music and I literally mm. love, like I can listen to any kind of music. I love all music. But for me, like that was just a new way to vibe out and, and, and explore yeah. music that I really wouldn't normally turn on on my Spotify or something like that. Like it was just, it was a great new experience and it opened so many more doors of exploration for me. So definitely mm. trying new things is the way to go. So that's what turns you on. What about question four? What turns you off? Oh, a lack of confidence. And that is, that's an everywhere because if you aren't confident in yourself and you don't know what it is that you have to offer, what can I do mm. with you? Yeah. You know, it, it's one thing to like learn who you are and grow together and friendships and relationships and experiences and networking. But if you aren't confident in who you are, I, there's so many areas that are going to be missed in that opportunity to connect. Yeah. Question five, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise that I love? Well, it used to be mm -hmm. the cha-ching cash register sound. <laughs> because that <laughs> usually meant I was going home with something nice as a gift or surprise. But you know, now you can just tap your card and the sound's a little bit different. <laughs> yep. That used to be the, the catch. And I was like, okay, thank you. I'm going to get a receipt and go home excited about whatever it is that I'm going home with. Yeah, you don't quite, you don't get those sounds in many yeah. places anymore. It's like you don't get the sounds of typewriters or vinyl mm -hmm. records and good old fashioned cash registers. That is a sound it's from a bygone that. era. No. I don't know if anybody out there remembers the Jetsons when it was like the jig <laughs> sound. That was the sound. Yep. It it just made me think of shopping and money and new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about question six? What sound or noise do you hate? Oh my goodness. Oh, I cannot take snoring. I am a light sleeper. Mm -hmm. I am a very, very light sleeper. You guys, I had one of my Yorkies passed away, but I've two York had two Yorkies and I can hear them snoring at night. And I just, I'm like, you Trixie Bailey, wake up, wake up. Why are you snoring? You don't even work. <laughs> the most luxurious life ever. Why are you snoring? Snoring. I can't, I can't take it. I think um, I moved to New York shortly after law school when I was in DC. And for that time I was in Harlem right near the hospitals and I would hear like the ambulances and everything. Mm. And before then I could sleep like a rock. 
Now, mm -mm, I hear everything. So mm -mm. if you're going to snore or your dog's going to snore, I'm not dog sitting for you. <laughs> and I'm going to need to <laughs> sleep in another room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So future title holders, beware. Make sure yeah. you don't snore. That, that, we will that'll get, get you two kicked hotel out. Rooms. We will get two rooms, girls. Two hotel rooms with very, very good soundproofing. Uh, question seven, if you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? I would love to be invisible because I really think, um, I would like to see what happens when you're not in the room, but mm -hmm. you're the topic of discussion in the room. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm just nosy. That's it. <laughs> I'm just nosy. I want to know what you're talking about. And are you talking about it when I'm in there or not? So if not, and I'm invisible, then I can find out. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, question eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? If I could do it, all over again honestly i would love to be a pilot i would love like the the i would love to fly planes um unfortunately i've been i've had like bad eyesight since i was younger because i was a preemie so i had some like right. oxygen deprivation to my eyes and i have contacts and stuff like that so i i wasn't able to be like in the air force or anything like that because i couldn't pass vision testing but i would love right. to fly planes I would absolutely love to fly planes. That's fascinating. You and I have something in common. I took aeronautical engineering in college or university because I wanted to fly planes. And then in the second year, they did a, they didn't tell us that if you had poor eyesight, you could never be a test pilot. And they waited the second year to say, oh, no, you could never be a test pilot because your eyes are terrible. I'm like, yeah. thanks. Could have saved me a year, but um, I had the laser yeah. surgery done and have flown i've flown three planes since then not commercially but just you know private private you know uh taking flying lessons and it's exhilarating definitely definitely should try it it's adrenaline like you wouldn't believe so i'm gonna highly, to add, highly what i tell you i'm gonna have to add that to my list you know new things are a turn on yeah yep and flying a plane when you're upside down and there's nothing between you and the ground except the canopy and thirty thousand feet of space that's uh that's uh that's a sensation I will tell you that much. So we'll get you squared away there. Question nine, what profession would you not like to do? As long as my boss doesn't see this, a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> a lawyer. I'll tell you why. For everyone out there who wants to go to law school or is thinking about law school, your family, your friends, your associates, everyone's going to come to you with legal questions all day, every day, which is a great thing because that means they believe in you and they feel like you mm. have the knowledge and the experience. Um, I am licensed in several states and with the Supreme Court of the United States uh, to practice law. I will not <laughs> get licensed state of Georgia where my family is from just so I can say I can't answer that for you you know I'm not licensed <laughs> in that state <laughs> I'm so sorry uh, I, I can I can get you a referral but I I can't answer that for you <laughs> that that seems like a, a good re I mean most of my family is doctors and you know when you're a doctor you keep getting asked for medical advice when you really oh, yeah. can't do that because you need to have a proper exam so I never thought of it that way they that's, do the uh, same thing with lawyers. That's uh, that's sound reasoning. Uh, final question, number 10. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I would love to hear well done. And I, as long as I'm here on earth, I'm going to do everything that I can with whatever experiences, opportunities, chances that come my way to, to make sure that if it does exist and I get to walk through the gates, that that's what I get to hear. Well done. 
Beautiful. Well, Chelsea, that's about it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much, Adrian. It's an absolute pleasure and best of luck for your first pageant coming up in two months. I almost feel bad reminding you because your face immediately goes to eek mode. <laughs> Don't remind me. I know it's in two months. Got it in my calendar and everything. But um, well, let me know yeah. if you want to come. Well, I am yeah, going to be in. You. I'm going to be in the United States uh, in August in for te in Texas. So um, you know, never never say it's never. Better than but, Texas. Uh, <laughs> I've I've been trying to plan my trip, and I'm asking people in Texas, "What's there to do in Texas?" And then Miami, "What's there to do in Miami?" And I'm asking everyone, "What's there to do in your state?" And everyone says, "Oh, our state's the best. Our state's the best." And occasionally, someone says, "Don't come to our state. Go somewhere else." <laughs> so I really, I don't know where to go, but um, I will be, I will be your way in August. But I'm sure your pageant will go amazingly well, and um, look forward to seeing how everything goes. I will keep you on the line, as I said, for just a second whilst I hang up with the audience. So thanks to everyone for watching and uh, we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident and impactful queen possible, head to the pageant sorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video. Hey!